Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Cook, and you've found the internet's number one most trusted source for Muppet boners and horny loners. Today you're going to hear round two from a show recorded August 10th, 2013 at the Outside Lands Festival in San Francisco, featuring Matt Bronger, Joe Mandy, Dave Hill, and Kate Berlant reading pieces they wrote backstage based upon audience suggestions. As usual, first you'll hear them drawing suggestions, and then we will fast forward to hear the completed pieces. Speaking of San Francisco, competitive erotic fanfiction returns, this time to The Punchline, on November 12, 2013. Doors are at 7, shows at 8, and tickets are available at punchlinecomedy.com. Enjoy. Please welcome your comics from round two who will be writing based upon those suggestions. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Bronger, Joe Mandy, Dave Hill, and Kate Berlant. So, here's how this works. If they like... The first suggestion that I draw, thank you so much. If they like the first suggestion that I draw, they take it and they'll run with it. If they don't like it or they're not sure, I will draw a second suggestion, but then you guys vote with applause which one they get stuck writing. Thank you. All right. So, Mr. Dave Hill, your first option is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Next. <laughs> All right. No, I don't, yeah, I don't, let's do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> music festival after all. Jello Biafra is your second suggestion. So I leave it to you people. Who wants to hear the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> Who would like to hear something awful happen to Jello Biafra? Those are horrible suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wait, so which one? Blame them. They seemed indifferent about both of them. So we're going to have to try that again. Fucking sell it for the one that you want. Can we Who go wants with to hear the third choice? Red third Hot choice. Chili Peppers. Third choice. <laughs> Third choice? All right. Third choice. Third choice. All right, but this one you're taking no matter what. Fine. All right. Passion of the Christ. Have fun, buddy. (laughs) Kate Berlant, ladies and gentlemen. Kate, your first option is Gilbert Gottfried. Wow. How do you feel about that? It's shocking, but I want to continue. Okay, we're going to go with another one. David Bowie. I leave it to you. Who wants to hear Gilbert Gottfried? Who wants to hear David Bowie? Gilbert Gottfried it is. There you go, Kate. Good luck. Joe Mandy, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Joe Mandy. Thank you. Joe, your first option is Rugrats. (laughs) That is enticing. Mm, mm. I want to hear the second. Okay, all right. Captain Planet. (laughs) Captain is misspelled, by the way. Okay. How is it spelled? Like Cap and Crunch? Caption? Caption. Caption Planet. Caption Planet. (laughs) Who wants to hear Rugrats? (laughs) Who wants to hear Captain Planet? (laughs) Captain Planet, there you go. And finally, Mr. Matt Bronger, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Bronger. Hi. What's up, buddy? Uh, Alien is your first option. Ooh. It's pretty What's good. the next one? But that, that's pretty hot. All right. Uh, Power Rangers. 
So, who wants to hear Alien? Who wants to hear Power Rangers? Power Rangers it is. Matt Bronger, big hand for everybody for round two. Matt Bronger, ladies and gentlemen. Wing it. Okay. Hi. Okay, I got a Mighty Morphin uh, Power Rangers, so here we go. You're going down, Rita, yelled Jason Scott Lee, the Red Power Ranger. Your reign of terror has ended. This is the Alpha Five. Wrong, yelled Rita Repulsa, her evil pendulous bosom swinging free from Robotus. Tommy Oliver, the Green Power Ranger, has my Sword of Darkness and will destroy you all. Tommy stepped forward, his Sword of Darkness jutting from his pants. It was actually his tan direct penis. It wasn't a sword. I love these games we play sexually backstage, commented Trini Kwan, the Yellow Power Ranger. Shh, yelled Billy Cranston, the Blue Power Ranger. Stay in character. Sorry, said Trina. What's this, said Rita, massaging her enormous wet planet-like vulva. More Power Rangers to destroy? I'll kill, oh come on, Zack, couldn't you wait? But Zack, the Black Power Ranger, was already shoving his long engorged black penis, which was in a black condom, into Tommy Oliver's waiting dyed green anus. <laughs> Your sword is now mine, yelled Zack as he stroked Oliver's sword of darkness with an expert power reach around. Kimberly Hart, the pink Power Ranger, couldn't help herself. She latched onto both of Rita's huge tits and sucked them pink. Look, she yelled, your tits are pink now, like me. Ooh. <laughs> Jason Lee Scott, the red Power Ranger, had somehow gotten half of his face into the pink Power Ranger's pink. A production assistant wandered into the room just then and dropped his coffee in shock. What the fuck, he yelled. Tell no one, yelled Zack Taylor, the Black Power Ranger. The PA fled the room, his childhood shattered. <laughs> Suddenly the room took on a ghostly green, red, pink, black, and yellow glow. What, what is happening, yelled Rita as the Power Rangers disengaged and floated towards each other. I, I don't know, yelled Jason Lee Scott, the Red Power Ranger. But deep down they all knew what was in store. They were morphing. Morphing into a giant rainbow-colored space boner. <laughs> and across the room, Rita was turning into a giant malevolent snatch, a pussy of power and might beyond measure. Their screams morphed into a harmonious wailing akin to a chorus of a million people orgasming at once. Go, go, power, uh, oh! The rainbow dick flew straight into the space gash. Both came and the whole universe exploded. <laughs> Matt Bronger. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. That was awesome. It was an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> Who's ready? Kate Berlant, Joe Mandy, Dave Hill, someone? Kate, you ready? Kate's as ready as she's going to be. Kate Berlant, ladies and gentlemen. This wasn't easy. Okay. Hello. <laughs> My name is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> you may remember me as an American actor, voice actor, and stand-up comedian best known for speaking in a loud, grating tone of voice while squinting. But what you don't know about me is that I need to come. 
It usually starts around 8 a.m. I wake up screaming. And my wife of eight years, Derek Kravitz, um, shit. <laughs> uh, oh, I wake up screaming. And immediately, before I even think about my wife of eight years, Derek Kravitz, <laughs> the tiniest amount of pre-cum seeps from my partially elongated, Cheeto-toned dick. First catch of the day, I purr into the dewy morning light. From there, it's to the bathroom, where one look in the mirror sends me into a trance-like state of perpetual longing. Who am I, I wonder? Have I played numerous roles in film and television? Perhaps most notably, voicing the parrot Lago, Lego? In <laughs> Disney's 92 smash hit Aladdin? Maybe. <laughs> Did I co-star in the Problem Child movies? Sure. Am I also known for voicing Digit in the children's cartoon slash educational math-based show Cyber Chase? You tell me. <laughs> but before you tell me, unhinge your jaw, previously tight with fear, in the anticipation of my Coke can cock. <laughs> yes, my cock is Cheeto orange and thick as a can of Coke, and it's powdery. It is, exactly, it is exactly this object of wonder and cruelty that I plunge into the swamp-like cave that is my wife's asshole on a bi-weekly basis. Sometimes I also use vagina. Prepping her with a, <laughs> prepping her with a sriracha suppository, I often... <laughs> Thank you. I often tease her with promises of a new home while I ease her into submission. Then I plunge into her asshole, which gapes and howls like an inverted dune. It's a powerful image. Um, <laughs> though it often can take up to 22 minutes, I eventually coax the orgasm from her cement-like clit, relentlessly pounding her as she <laughs> screams about how I was unjustly fired from being the voice of the insurance company Hope Affleck's beloved duck for my insensitive remarks about the devastating Japanese earthquake and tsunami. As she does this, I usually come right away, unable to bear the weight of her undulating, swollen pussy walls, which mercilessly strangle the cum out of my Cheeto dick. Too soon, she often screams, I didn't have enough time to finish it. Um, yeah, that was it. Right, Brian, Kate that's it. Lance. Thank you. Dave, you ready? Keep it going for Dave Hill. Clap your hands for Dave Hill. Thank you. Should I start reading it? Do it. I wrote it on my phone. This is about the, as you recall, about the passion of the Christ. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago, probably like 2,000 years ago or something. <laughs> and Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and also known poonhound, was walking around Gethsemane, a sexy, sexy town from the Bible. <laughs> he had long hair and a beard, and even though he was wearing a long, thick gown, you could still totally tell he had a seriously big dong. <laughs> None of the townspeople could believe it. Holy shit, is it just me or is Jesus Christ totally packing, this one super fox said. Shh, that is our savior you're talking about, this other super fox said. Besides, what do you expect? He's the son of God. Everyone knows those messiahs all got dingle dangles you could skip rope with. 
Then, without warning, the super fox whipped out a boob, and they both started making out. This one prophet was standing nearby and saw the whole thing, and he was like, no way. <laughs> he also had a major boner, and everyone could tell, but he didn't give a fuck, basically. <laughs> Need a little help with that, Mary Magdalene said. Noticing the prophet's purple schlong practically poking the, out the eye of a nearby donkey. <laughs> totally, the prophet said. Then Mary Magdalene and the prophet totally started making out and rounding the bases. It was awesome and he couldn't believe it. Then, from out of nowhere, a voice in the background yelled, Cut! It was Hollywood's Mel Gibson. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> What's wrong, Mary Magdalene said while staring, at Mel's, wait, while staring at Mel's ample package, which she could easily make out through the tight fabric of Mel's historically accurate Nazi uniform. <laughs> Can I see you in my trailer for a minute, Mel asks. Sure thing, Mary Ma Magdalene said, whipping out a boob. Okay, everybody, take five. Mel yelled in that trademark half-Aussie accent that sounds sexy, no matter what kind of crazy, drunken, and hateful shit he's saying. <laughs> By this time, everybody on the crew knew that take five was code for fuckfest. So everyone from the cameraman to the grips to the craft service ladies just started sucking and fucking right there in the middle of the set. It was nuts. All the catering was ruined instantly, but no one gave a shit because they were so fucking horny. Meanwhile, back in Mel's trailer, Mel had whipped out his dong and started masturbating fiercely while sharing some of his radical views on race. <laughs> then, just to shut him up, Mary Magdalene whipped out her other boob and cranked up Mel's CD player as loud as it goes. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend. Mel started singing along with his CD. Shut up, Mary Magdalene said. And then, wait, then, oh, ju then she said, just to shut him up. Then they totally, my typing's bad. Then they totally banged for like six hours. Jello Biafra was there too and took them both from behind. <laughs> there was jizz everywhere and the whole crew was paid overtime for having to wait so long for Mel, Mary, and Jello's fuck fest to be over. But Mel didn't give a shit because the Passion of the Christ ended up faring very well at the box office. <laughs> also, Mary Magdalene's cans were awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Dave Hill. And keep it going for Joe Mandy. Your final competitor, Mr. Joe Mandy. Okay, um, so I had Captain Planet. This is really long, so I apologize. I got really into it. <laughs> so it starts off, it's an exterior of a polar ice cap day. Uh, we see two polar bears playing on the ice, and they're wrestling over a fish. And then one of the polar bears gets an erection and then the other polar bear starts licking it. And just before the male polar bear is about to come, the ice beneath them ruptures and melts, and the polar bears scream in pain. 
And over their screams, we hear the oinking laughter of eco-villain Hoggish Greedley. He and his crew are drilling the polar ice and melting it down into millions of plastic water bottles. <laughs> Hoggish Greedley, as we all remember, is the pig-like human who represents the dangers of overconsumption and greed. It's from Wikipedia. Bottle that water, you fools! Hoggish yells at his workers, all of whom are minorities. In her realm, on Hope Island, Mother Gaia, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg, peers into her vision crystals. Inside, she looks at two endangered snow leopards fucking. Uh, Gaia inserts a large gourd into her pussy, and just as the snow leopard comes in her vision crystal, she comes yelling, I'm coming in Whoopi Goldberg's voice. <laughs> As she removes the gourd, she notices something else in the crystals. It's Hoggish Greedly in the Arctic, bottling what's left of Earth's natural, most valuable resource, fresh water. Get me the planeteers. Have them stop Hoggish before it's too late. So that's the cold open. <laughs> Cut to Moscow, day we see Linka, the hot Russian planeteer, just getting railed by Wheeler, the American planeteer. Uh, Wheeler pulls out and comes on her tits and says, uh, yeah, tubya lubyu, which means I love you in Russian. And they embrace, but then their rings start glowing or whatever. And Whoopi Goldberg says that they have to stop uh, Hoggish Greedly with all the other planeteers. So they fly to, I'm really sorry about this. This is like three more pages. Uh, they fly to the Arctic and meet up with the other planeteers, Kwame from Africa, G from Asia, and Mati from South America. They see all the devastation before them, just dead polar bears floating in a polluted sea of oily water, and they all start crying like a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Suddenly, Hoggish hears their cries and orders his workers to attack. The workers all approach, and uh, not knowing what else to do, Linka gets down on her knees and opens her mouth. And the workers all line up and start getting blowjobs. And then G, the Asian one, t follows her lead, and she does the same. And all the workers who are more into Asian women uh, mouth fuck her instead. And so that's happening, and Wheeler can't believe what he's seeing. He says, Linka, I love you. How could you blow all these indentured servants in front of me? And then she says, it's for the earth, Wheeler. And then, oh, I forgot to mention, she always eats the cum because of conservation. Uh, <laughs> so from the sky, Mother Gaia, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg, yells, you have to have sex with Hoggish. It's his only weakness. But the girls are busy blowing the workers, Kwame says in an uncomfortably racist African accent. Then you must do it, you boys. You must do it. So then Wheeler and Kwame and Mati all approach Hoggish and hold him down. And Kwame fucks Hoggish in the butt. And Mati fucks Hoggish in the mouth in his wheelchair. I got confused. I thought Mati was in it. He, I was thinking of the Burger King Kids Club. Uh, <laughs> proven wrong, but I kept it in. And Wheeler uh, blows Hoggish, who has a spirally pig dick. And... Hoggish comes and shits at the same time. And he's humiliated, so he leaves. But there's all this horrible pollution. It's too late. What do we do? And uh, that's, that, that's who says that is uh, G in a r racist Asian voice. 
It was always kind of racist voices. Okay, so G's <laughs> like, what do we do? It's too late. And Wheeler holds his hand out, and the rest of the Planeteers do the same, and their, their rings link up, summoning Captain Planet. And he's like, what's the deal, Planeteers? I was neck deep in man pussy before you so rudely interrupted. And they point to all the dead polar bears and the oily water, and he says, I understand. Stand back. So Captain Planet... <laughs> Uh, he pulls out his rock-hard blue dick and starts masturbating, and he's like, it's not working. The pollution's too strong. So Linka's like, I'll help, and she starts blowing him, and Wheeler's like, why? Why do you keep doing this? I love you. <laughs> and Linka says, I love you too, but I love the earth more. Now help out. And Wheeler's like, I understand. So Wheeler starts blowing him too, and it's working, and he's like, I'm wor it's working, I'm close. And then uh, Captain Planet shoots like a bunch of icy blue cum. You see, this works better as a cartoon. You have to imagine it as a cartoon. He shoots a bunch of like icy blue cum everywhere, and it restores the ice caps back to their pre-industrial revolution levels. Uh, my balls are empty, and Earth is safe. Thank you, Planeteers. And then there's like a freeze frame. Get it? A freeze frame on the Planeteers, like, <laughs> high-fiving, and then a slow zoom of Hoggish Greedly in the cum ice, just like, no! <laughs> Thank you. Joe Mandy. Joe, stay right there, man. Let's bring everybody back up from round come two. Back, come back out, guys. Come on up. Matt Bronger. Everybody. All right, so once again, I'll remind you what everybody read. Uh, so save your applause for a second. Uh, we started with Matt Bronger with Power Rangers, then Kate Berlant with Gilbert Gottfried, uh, Dave Hill, Passion of the Christ, and then Joe Mandy with Captain Planet. So, by applause, pick a favorite, starting with Matt Bronger, Power Rangers. <laughs> Kate Berlant, Gilbert Gottfried. Should have done the voice, Kate. Should have done the voice. I didn't want to do the voice. <laughs> uh, Dave Hill, Passion of the Christ. Joe Mandy, Captain Planet. <laughs> Calling that for Mr. Dave Hill, ladies and gentlemen. The now undefeated Dave Hill. Big round of applause for everybody you saw today, huh? You're all sexy people. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. Check out the podcast. If you want more details, you can follow me on Twitter, at Brian Cooking. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Well, that does it for round two, and congratulations, Dave Hill. I'd like to give a quick shout out to Cole Stratton and Janet Varney for bringing me up to your amazing festival. I had a blast. To hear round one from this same show featuring Moshe Kasher, Bruce McCullough, Jesse Elias, and Emily Heller reading pieces they wrote in advance based upon topics of their choosing, go back and download episode 33. If you liked what you heard today, please review and rate on iTunes. Subscribe, it helps a ton and we really appreciate it. Uh, come see the show live. These are some new dates. A couple of these have changed, so pay attention. Uh, November 14th, Portland, Oregon at the Blue Monk. That's at 8 p.m. November 17th, Eugene, Oregon at the Shoryuken League, 9 p.m. Uh, December 27th, Union Hall, New York City. December 28th, Davis Square Theater in Boston. And January 5th at the Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. See you next time. Now leaving Nerdist.com.